Hello, my sweet friends, and welcome back to A Touch of Clarity podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Charland, a woman on a mission to make you a better friend to yourself. I'm a cognitive somatic and intuitive healer, meaning I help you to align your mind, body, and soul. The intention behind the work I do is to help you to heal your past trauma, unblock your chakras, connecting with your guides and become the most awakened and abundant version of yourself. Through a range of science, holistic and energetic methods, I help others to step into a life full of love and full of intention. I hope this episode adds a touch of clarity into your day. Hi and welcome back to the show. Oh, I'm on just such a high after just finishing recording this episode with my beautiful guest, Sarah. She is just such an amazing soul. And even though we had some technical issues during this episode, she didn't let that ruin her flow or impact her at all. She just shared so, so much wisdom. So Sarah is a coach for bold leaders who specializes in money, all things business and mindset. So I absolutely loved this conversation, especially for me as a new, like a newish sort of entrepreneur, somebody with a small business. It really, really helped to trigger so many points within my business that I need to do some mindset work around and I know that so many people who have a side hustle or who have a full-blown business will really really benefit from the wisdom and magic that she shared but even if you don't have a business I think there's so many beautiful parts of this episode that's all about the inner child and hypnotherapy trauma that you can relate to regardless to you having a business or not. So within this episode, we chat about all things to do with hypnotherapy, inner child, healing our inner child, self-sabotage in businesses, limiting beliefs, all things to do with issues or blockages for entrepreneurs. We also talk about ancestral and also generational trauma and also a huge wound that I know is very relevant to a lot of women and that is sister wounds. Sarah also chat about all things money and money mindset. She shared some wisdom around the common mistakes or blockages that she sees in business owners and some tips and tricks to up level your business. She's also been so kind enough to give us a free access to one of her hypnotherapies, which I will link in the show notes. And I have actually done a inner child hypnotherapy with Sarah, so I can speak from experience that she is absolutely incredible and so gifted at what she does. And I'm sure after you listen to this episode, you will just feel her passion speak through her words. Okay, enough of me talking. Let's dive into today's episode with my beautiful guest, Sarah Hunter. 
Hello and welcome back to another episode. I am so excited for my beautiful guest that is on the podcast today. Her name is Sarah and she's just such a beautiful soul and she's got so much wisdom to share with us today. So I'm super excited about it. Sarah is a coach for bold leaders who specializes in money, business and mindset. And what I find so fascinating about Sarah's work is that she speaks to the link between the inner child, the subconscious and your business so welcome to the show lovely thank you so much thank you for for having me here with you I'm so excited to uh to chat today yay and we were just saying it's so funny because she's in England and obviously I'm in Australia so we're just on completely different time zones (laughs) and I messaged her this morning being like oh you're still on for the podcast and she was like going to sleep so it's just crazy that yeah we're having completely different days but it's beautiful nonetheless yeah yeah amazing well the sort of question that I always ask my guests as soon as we kick off is what is your current spiritual or wellness practice Mm, I love this you know I don't I don't have like set routines but things that I like to dip in and out of depending on what support I need I guess that day or that week but for me it's definitely self-hypnosis I do so often I do journaling is something I do every morning I just spend so much time in nature like I love to walk to ground after especially after client sessions just to get some fresh air you know I'm so lucky that I live right next to a really big green space and and a like a woodland area and it's always like there's so many birds singing and like I can see really far into the distance so that's something that really like calms me grounds me and gives me space as well to like process whatever's going on through the day Oh, I love that. And I find that, yeah, nature is like the best thing, I think. Mm. Sometimes at the center, I literally just open like both doors and just let like the wind sweep the energy through. And that works the best. Like if I use any products, I'm like, nah, there's still energy here. Whereas when the wind sweeps through, I'm like, yep, it's got it. (laughs) I literally opened my window yesterday after a client session, even though it was freezing. And I was like, get the wind in, let's just like move all the energy. (laughs) I love that because I'm Gemini. So I'm an air sign. And when I was young, I used to be so disheartened that I was an air sign I was like oh like I want to be fire or water like I never thought much about air and it's only maybe the last six months I'm like no air is badass like I'm so happy that I'm air (laughs) it's so funny isn't it when you're a child you're like I want to be something else (laughs) (laughs) it's true yeah and I didn't even know until you just mentioned it then that self-hypno self hypnosis is a thing and I know we're going to dive into that like a Mm -hmm. bit more later but yeah that's incredible that you can literally guide yourself through that as well yeah you know it's just in the same way that you would do your own meditation but obviously using like a slightly different technique and I know that we're (laughs) we're gonna dive into that later but like this is just you know and I guess you could call it a meditation it's just the way I I lead myself is Mm -hmm you know, really having like that set intention of like what I want to to process or guide myself with that day. So yeah, it's a, a wonderful practice to be able to support myself with. Yeah, definitely. It sounds it. And I can't wait to hear more about it later on in the episode. Um, but just to start, I would love it if you could tell us just a little bit about who you are, what you do and mm-hmm. your journey that kind of led you into this field of work. 
Yeah, so I am a hypnotherapist. I do rebirthing breath work. I am inherited trauma trained, which I'm sure we're People may not have heard some of those things, but we'll dive into that as we go <laughs> along. Um, and yeah, I help women, I help female entrepreneurs who are in business. They have their their own service-based business and I help them with everything that comes up in, bolsa, in, in business, all of those annoying nagging feelings those beliefs that we've we've carried through our life that are impacting our business you know whether Mm -hmm. it's the money that you want to make the impact that you want to make how you're showing up in your business it's all the mindset stuff that comes up for women is exactly what I help them with and I've kind of stumbled into this if I'm honest um It's only been maybe a few years that I've been doing this before this. I was in dentistry, so a whole different field. (laughs) It's something where I had hypnotherapy for myself. And my the the lady that I saw was like, I think you'd be really good at this. And I it was a point in my life where I was at a crossroads, really didn't know what to do. And I was like, you know what? let's just try it. Let's just see what's what's going to happen. So like 10 months later, I'm a clinical hypnotherapist, with like 600 hours worth of training. So I don't just, I don't tend to just dip my toe. I like to just go, go fully in. <laughs> and it's one of those things as well that, and I think I hear from so many women when I used to work with people who were like earlier on their journey, like, what do I do? What do I do? I don't, I don't know what skill set I have. I don't know I don't know what I enjoy, but for me, I kind of fell into hypnotherapy. And then again, someone came up to me and said, hey, I'm I'm on a breathwork course. I think you'd be really good at this. So I went and did a breathwork course. Then I heard a podcast episode with Mark Willin, and Mark is all about inherited trauma. So I read his book, turned out he was doing training and and trained with him, you know, and that definitely wasn't on my radar, like (laughs) before Mm -hmm. I heard of these things. You know, it's only been recently that I've heard of these things. It's not been something that I've been doing for years and years. It's not been like, you know, since childhood or anything. But I think that when you really resonate with practices, with modalities, you know, bringing those into my business, I think when you resonate with them, Mm -hmm. it kind of, it almost helps your clients more because you truly understand what it's like to actually experience those things and and have them help yourself so you know how they can help your clients as well yeah absolutely and I can't believe that you haven't been doing this for like years like when I first connected with you like you just seem so natural at it so it shows that it's like what you're supposed to do like I remember when we first connected um through a group container I just like looked at your Instagram feed and I was like oh you just look like for a lack of a better term like you look like you had your shit together like I looked at you <laughs> as like an expander for me because I was like yeah. oh, your Instagram's so professional and just like the way that you showed up on Instagram and like on your stories I was like she's so cool like you just like yeah it felt like a real businesswoman to me which was like really Ooh. beautiful to see <laughs> oh thank you lovely no that's okay and I feel like as well the way that you just described that like it felt as if things came to you, which yes. like in my experience shows that it's really meant to happen if it comes that way. Like you didn't go searching for all of these things. It just mm. naturally unfolded, which is beautiful. Yeah, 100%. And I think as well, like something to to note, I guess, is that, you know, because they did come to me, they did like fall into my lap almost like, 
And I'm sure if people have been on my Instagram, it's, it's a story that I share quite often. But like, I used to hate my accent. I used to hate my voice. Mm-hmm. It's something that I've had to work through myself. And so, I mean, all of my work is using my voice now. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, they aren't things that I would have necessarily been like, oh, yeah, I'm dead keen on being a hypnotherapist or a breath worker or doing these things because they do use your voice. You know, you do have to listen to yourself on recording. So I think that maybe part of that was the universe being like, we're going to get you to love your voice and this is how we're going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true and it's so funny like I always think my guides in the universe has such a good sense of humor because stuff like that happens to me as well and I'm like I know that you're like trying to get me to go beneath like my triggers and the lays now, but like stop because it's yeah. hard. Being so sassy, I can't handle it. <laughs> but it's so true. Like it's so daunting listening to yourself yeah. back. Like even when I edit podcasts, I'm like, Ugh, and I skip to like the guest yeah. part and I listen to that. But your mm-hmm. voice is beautiful, especially like I think it changes obviously when you're guiding people in hypnotherapy yes. because yeah. when I listened to you, when I did um, a session with you, I just was like in awe like the whole time and I was able to really like drop into it so you you have magic in your voice oh thank you you know what and like genuinely it's something that people say so often like oh the reason I worked with you was because I heard your voice Mm. so I think it and the reason I want to say that is because I think it shows that sometimes the doubts that you have about yourself is actually the reason why people want to come and work with you it's almost like your your own little superpower you know you're there doubting mm. yourself but actually like it's what people love about you <laughs> that's so true and it's like just represents how hard we are on ourselves especially yes. in business like mm. I like used to when I first started working like this I would really like beat myself up about like the smallest little things whereas yeah. clients or people that want to work with you really don't care about that sort of stuff they yeah. care about like the essence of you Exactly. You know, you stumble over a word or you spell something wrong. People don't give a shit. Like they don't even <laughs> notice half the time. It's only that's you that's so like, oh true. my God. <laughs> I know. I used to be so pedantic about like, yeah, my captions and I'd delete the whole post if there was like one like little grammar error or a story <laughs> if I like lost my train of thought. Whereas now I'm like, who cares? Like this is if someone had a real conversation with me, yeah. this is how I would show up. So, exactly. you know, yeah, it's yeah, so true. I would love to know if there is something um, that was kind of like a pivotal part of your healing journey, like something that just like clicked or changed your life. Uh, You know what? It really was the modalities that I use. I think especially the breath work because it was such a, you know, it's called rebirthing breath work for a reason. You really do go through a rebirth, you know, and it was such a, a point in my life that it was, you know, we were like, just started the pandemic. So everyone was in lockdown. And it's part of the reason why I was able to do it because the training's normally in Greece. So and I'm in the UK. Uh, and it really was a part of like, I guess, purging lots of mm-hmm. old energies, lots of things that had come up, you know, in childhood, my own experiences, things that, that I had gone through. And it really was a part of my journey that I'm so so grateful for not only because I can use it for for clients now but because for me it really it was part of my journey that really helped me to get the confidence to be like who who I am right now 
Mm, that's incredible. I love that so much. And breathwork for me has been, yeah, transformative. Mm. Like just it's changed my whole life. Yeah. And I can completely relate to when you say it literally is like a death and a rebirth. It's probably even now like the practice that I need the most, that I resist mm. the most. Oh, like, yes. The second I lie down on my mat and I'm like, okay, we're going to do this, I get like cramping in my shoulder or like mm. hip pain. And then I'm like, okay, this is too hard. I'm going to stop. And there's been like a few times where I keep going and then magic happens on the other side. But yeah, I like say to clients, push through the pain, keep going, keep doing this. But to myself, I'm like, ugh, this is horrible. I hate it. (laughs) I don't want to, you know, and that's so often, like even with myself, like even with, you can imagine doing the training, like just how much breath work I was having like all the time. But the resistance is always still there. I think because, you know, your subconscious always wants to keep you safe and you're like, Mm. oh, Like, is this going to be uncomfortable? But knowing that, I think you said it perfectly then, like the magic on the other side, like just how much better you feel. And I think that until you experience it, it sounds like, oh, I'm just laying down and breathing for an hour. (laughs) Like, how can that be transformative? Like, Mm -hmm. that just sounds bizarre. (laughs) But it really does, like every time I lead a client through it, just, it really does transform everything. Even down to like, they feel so much different, but also like, when they when they sit back up again their whole face is different you know Mm -hmm. they're just so lifted it's just it really is a beautiful beautiful practice to be able to facilitate for other Mm. people as well I love that it's yeah that's the best thing I think about the work that we do like Mm. for me because I see physical clients they walk in the door they're quite slumped over like they're a little bit you know like hi but like just deflated I can see and then they walk out because my mum works in the center with me on reception we're really close so it's beautiful that we get to work together and then they'll walk out and she'll come up to me afterwards and she'll say that was a different woman that walked out the (laughs) door and I'm like yeah like it's so true that this stuff like weighs yes. you down yeah just, yeah literally. it's yeah, yeah 100% you know it's and I think you said it perfectly there like the the weight literally on people's shoulders having that lifted makes such a difference doesn't it and mm. you know it's not something that I get to unfortunately see in person so that must be amazing to be able to literally see people walk in and out being different <laughs> but I think it's Yeah, I mean, I don't know many jobs that you get to see people look and feel so much better so quickly. I love that. That's incredible. Now, the part that I'm like really excited to chat about, (laughs) and I know it's like a huge topic, but I would love to chat about hypnotherapy and Mm -hmm. all of its magic. Amazing. So, oh, where do we begin? (laughs) I mean, hypnotherapy has been around for decades and decades and it's a practice where you can get direct access to your subconscious so your subconscious mind is something that where all of your beliefs your thoughts your experiences your memories everything is in your subconscious you don't actually uh, create your logical um, conscious mind until the age of about seven so you can understand that like everything that we experience especially in childhood is within your subconscious anything that you've experienced anything that someone has said to you both good and bad it's all in your subconscious and so hypnotherapy really allows you that direct access so that you can rewrite feelings rewrite beliefs and I think it's a way of allowing people to process 
both things that just don't feel good, but also the deeper feelings of like trauma, but in a really grounded, nourishing way. You know, it doesn't re-traumatize you. It allows you to actually process and unravel things in a really beautiful way so that you can truly like move forward, move forward in a really powerful way. It's something that I'm still blown away with every time that I I take a client through hypnosis because of how quickly it does change. Because although I know that talking therapy helps for some people, it's still in your conscious mind. You're still at the logical level. So there's going to be a lot of resistance from your mind. There's going to be a lot of, yeah, but what about this? Or like, why? But whereas when you have the the access to your subconscious, it's really helping it to feel safe. And this is the reason why it works so well, because your subconscious is there to always keep you safe. And unfortunately, keeping you safe isn't always logically what we want. You know, you want to be more confident, but you're your subconscious is like, no, that bad thing happened that one time. So don't put yourself out there. But you know, it's something that we want, we want to be more confident or whatever it is. So, you know, allowing your subconscious to feel safe and be like, hey, no, this is okay. Nothing bad's going to happen. It's all going to be okay. It's reassuring your subconscious so that you can actually move forward. So you can, you know, get to those goals and desires or whatever it is that, you know, you're hoping to achieve from the hypnotherapy. Wow. Oh, it just sounds incredible. And the way that you explain it is really beautiful as well. Like I've heard people on Instagram, for example, mm. they like really overcomplicate it. And like when I first started looking into it, I was like, it sounds amazing, but it also sounds very scary. And yeah. the way that you explain it and like, I feel like even with my session with you, like you constantly came back to like making us feel really safe. Yeah. And I love how you said, and it's so true, the subconscious I find is like, so unreasonable sometimes like it's all or nothing and it's almost like you know this part of you that yeah it's just like so dramatic and yeah yeah, like you said this thing happened one time like you know but how many times was it really really good and positive no but this one time yeah remember that time on that Tuesday 10 years ago (laughs) that was really bad (laughs) yeah it's so true like sometimes my subconscious mind is like you're gonna die and I'm like I'm not gonna (laughs) die and like it sounds ridiculous but like in the moment when like you know obviously your fight or flight's activated and your trauma Mm. response kind of kicks in it does sometimes feel like yeah life or death so I think that the work that you do is just absolutely incredible and just sharing briefly on my experience working with you you guided us through like a really beautiful inner child uh, hypnosis and Mm. for me like it was my first ever experience and it was so emotional even just seeing her like Mm. I was yeah just blown away with like how vivid it was and I know obviously it's got a lot of stigma around it because of the ones that you know you'd go up on stage and they'd like have a you know do whatever and you'd quack like a duck and you know do whatever (laughs) but so I think like as a society there's a little bit of resistance around it because that's what we've been conditioned to think but the Mm. way that you guided us into it and I think like you mentioned this in the beginning it's kind of like a meditation and that's what I really liked because that was super familiar for me Mm. I was like oh is that like within the first couple minutes oh it's not actually that scary because I've done like meditation before and it was like this beautiful journey that you took us through and it wasn't kind of until afterwards that I sat there and I was like 
oh wow like I actually went really deep into that and you know all of this different stuff from my childhood came up and then that then allowed me to process that stuff on a conscious level and really like understand it and kind of integrate that into my healing so yeah I just love the way that you facilitate it it's really like I think your approach is super nurturing and gentle, which Mm. is what you need. But for me, like during that, I just felt so safe, which is Mm. unfamiliar because I've gone through like childhood trauma um, and even like recently gone through, um, yeah, trauma where I don't feel safe. So for me Mm. to actually sit down and do it, it was really confronting. So to experience such a beautiful, gentle, nurturing like experience, it was just amazing. Oh, I'm like, I know you can't see this on the podcast, but I'm smiling away. I think that's, it's so lovely to hear that. And I think for me, that's the number one thing that that feeling of safety and something I say to all my clients is like, you're the one guiding the session. Like, I am here, like guiding you on that journey and helping you visualize and take you take you through like a story. But like, I think this is the thing to remember, your subconscious will always keep you safe. So it's not going to bring up anything. It's not going to allow you to explore anything that you're not ready to, to process and heal. And, you know, I think it's a really, as you said, like a really nurturing, gentle way of actually really transforming, you know, it's not confronting, it's not re-traumatizing. It's a really beautiful way of being able to to dive into things that that could be a bit uncomfortable, but actually you get to do it in a way that feels really good. Mm, I love that. And with your clients that you most commonly see, what, mm. if you don't mind sharing, what are some of the like themes that they sort of come to you for? So it's so funny that it's, it's always, so I always work with entrepreneurs, it's always business. However, like when you actually get into the mindset of, of, what into business mindset it's always the same sort of things that come up you know it's it's the inner child it's um it's feelings of self-worth of Mm. comparison and it doesn't matter you know I've worked with people who are making 100k months it's it doesn't matter where you are in your business these feelings will always come up unless you unless you have taken the time to create that awareness and to heal those parts of you, I think that whatever you feel in your normal everyday life, it kind of just gets accentuated and, 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 you know, made so much bigger when you are in business. And I think that's why I love working with, with entrepreneurs because we are in such a a bizarre position where it's kind of us, you know, we are Mm. our business, you know, you're putting yourself out there, you're being seen, you're, you're kind of, putting yourself in a position where everyone everyone on the internet wants to judge you and you know so so many excuse me so many feelings come up whether it's worthiness or enoughness or comparison all of those Mm. all of those things it's so true like before I opened like the center I was just predominantly just on Instagram like sharing like what Mm. I was learning and stuff and I'm I'm very lucky touch wood I've never had super negative experiences Mm. online but for example (laughs) mine mostly comes from like family friends like that older generation who doesn't really understand like Mm -hmm. these types of businesses and that sort of thing and I got like a comment from one of my parents friends who didn't approve of one of the photos that I put up and they were coming from a caring place they said but it was very judgy and it really triggered me and like Mm. normally I'm like oh who cares like they're not my kind of a person anyway and when I sort of sat with it for even like a few weeks I had to really like process this trigger and Mm. it turned 
turned out that it was like my inner child's like fear of judgment Mm -hmm. and like not getting approval and like you know you break it down it's probably approval for myself but at the time like he's obviously like a uh, older figure so then that came from like my dad's approval subconsciously and all of that and it's so true that yeah your business is your business but it's an extension of you and so when Mm. someone does sort of trigger you or something happens it is your life and your healing I think it's not just yeah surface level oh that's my business whatever there's no separation it's your heart (laughs) and soul yeah it really is I think especially for people like you and I where you know, we're so passionate about what we do. We absolutely love our jobs that it is it is an extension of us. So, you know, it's when people make a judgment or a comment on our business, it does affect us. Of course mm-hmm. it does. We're human beings, you know. And I think the fact that you took those days, weeks to process that and really like uncover the trigger and understand what it is meant that you realize that it's not really about the thing because it never really is about the thing it's just how it makes you feel Mm. you know and then you can just you can support yourself through that tell the person to screw off (laughs) (laughs) I love that option (laughs) but I think just helping yourself Mm. understand what it is so that next time you know if you do want to post that photo or if you do want to say that thing again knowing that if someone does say something, you feel so much better. You've got that awareness now of what that reason was of why it Mm. did trigger you. Yeah, that's so true. And that's such a beautiful way to look at it and break it down. Um, For somebody who has never heard of the term inner child or has never like dived into that, I would love to know sort of your thoughts on what is our inner child? Yeah, so as I mentioned earlier, your logical conscious mind, um, that doesn't come into place until you're around seven years old. So everything before that is in your subconscious. And so for that reason, you know, all of your really deep fears, your beliefs, your feelings, they all stem like 90% of the time from that period. So before you're seven years old. And so for that reason, within all of us, we have our own inner child, you know, that part of us that still has those fears, that still has those beliefs, that's holding on to a comment from someone, a belief about ourselves, our place in the world, what we mean to other people. And so much of the time, those things are impacting us as adults. But actually, it's that that small part of us, that inner child, that little girl, that little boy, And understanding that actually, you know, as you said, quite rightly then in in that experience of the trigger, like it wasn't really about the the thing. It was about, you know, your inner child felt really, you know, unaccepted at that point, needed Mm -hmm. validation, felt unsafe, you know, and it's it's about connecting with that part of you and reassuring it so that, you know, adult you can go about your your business and your goals (laughs) and you know, not have it impact you too much. Mm, I love the way that you explain that because I think sometimes it can be very overcomplicated, but I love that, yeah, you, just straight to the point. Um, and I used to think before I kind of dived into inner child that it, you had to experience like really deep trauma to have like mm. inner child wounds. But like yeah. since diving into it a little bit deeper, I understand that it can just be, you know, a comment from say a teacher, like telling you to be quiet. You then yeah. internalizing that as like, oh, what I've got to say is not valuable. Or mm. in order for me to be loved, I need to, you know, be a good girl, those sorts of yes. things. 
Yeah, and this is a thing I think that people, as you say, maybe maybe think that it's got to be really big things, but actually you've got to understand that before seven, it's our, our little child minds trying to like make sense of the world. And so, so much of the time it is just a comment or even overhearing someone or even, you know, I've had clients where it was actually turned out that it was said to a sibling, but they're oh. the ones who internalized it and took that belief on, you know. For me, one of mine, it was, um, uh, I don't know if trick-or-treating is like for Halloween is big in Australia, but certainly when I was a child, it wasn't Mm -hmm. in England. And, you know, my mum said that we weren't allowed to go trick-or-treating, that it was -hmm. was classed as begging. And, you know, so this is about, you know, sweets and chocolate. But for me... (laughs) For some reason, my child mind meant that we don't ask for money, like it's mm. begging for money to go out. And I think this is a really good example of how a child brain, you know, it was about sweets and chocolate and, and Halloween. But I've like completely gone in a different direction and been like, money's bad. <laughs> don't ask for money. Don't ask for the sell. <laughs> it's so true. And like you said, because like, children are so innocent that yeah. you then, yeah, just take it the complete wrong way and I love that example that really helps to like fully understand the extent of it Mm. and in your opinion and in your experience why is healing the inner child so important oh because I feel like it just it affects so many parts of us especially in business you know we have to show up on camera we have to speak our truth we have to write captions where we're working with clients you know and I think that there's so much that that comes up in everyday life that actually if people realize that actually it was their inner child so much of the time if you're having conflict if you're in a situation you know and I think your example was perfect of like someone saying something to you like that happens all the time in in normal human existence Mm -hmm. someone doesn't like something that you're doing they're projecting onto you and I think it's understanding that it's your inner child that that doesn't feel accepted and all human beings at a a core level they all want to be accepted they Mm -hmm. all want to feel safe they all want to feel loved and so for your inner child like it's so so important to have those things that if they don't they freak out and so Mm. you know knowing that connecting to your inner child can actually bring so much to your life you know it can change your core feelings about your confidence about your worthiness about your enoughness you know it really does impact so many different parts of you Mm, that's so true and yeah since diving into this work I really realized that like my inner child is literally at like the root of everything in my business yeah and sometimes I even think to myself like is it me that's you know writing this or feeling this way or is it like the six-year-old me and I often like (laughs) literally just check in and I'm like yep it's her like I'm gonna scrap this and like you know start again so I think it is really beautiful to create a relationship with your inner child Yeah, you know, and I'm glad you said that because there's so many times where something's coming up and I'm like, it's all right. Don't worry, little Mm. Sarah. Like, I've got this. Like, you don't need to panic right now. We're safe. We're not going to die. 
Carry on. I love that. That's so sweet. I it's so true because I um teach my clients like a technique of like nurturing or like reparenting themselves, which yeah. I'm sure you do in your work as well. Mm-hmm. But it's so interesting. I see such a resistance around that. And yeah. it's because I think we've been conditioned as a society that if we talk out loud to ourselves or you know, we're then crazy because it's the voice in your head and it's such like a foreign thing. Whereas like yeah. it's us that's you know created the issues so it should be us that like heals the issues I Mm. think but society's made us so detached from it that we think it's something external that we need to you know pay for or do but it's actually something within us we just need to relearn the tools and the way of Mm. doing that yeah I love that and I think it's part of you know taking responsibility for your own healing Mm. journey as well like you know you can get stuck in that cycle of of blaming other people and thinking that it's their responsibility but I think that when you take that on for yourself, actually, it's really empowering to know that you're the one that can make the changes, you know, you're the one can, that can actually make your yourself feel mm. so much better. That's so true. I love that. And in your experience with your clients, I would mm. love to know what kinds of um, self-sabotage or like limiting beliefs or the sort of issues that you see from entrepreneurs as a result of their inner child. Mm, good question so self-sabotage like it shows up in so many ways it can be really sneaky (laughs) (laughs) I find that with my clients like they're they're sometimes not even aware that that's what's coming up and I'm like do you think you're self-sabotaging at the moment and they're like oh shit yeah that's that's exactly what it is you know and I see it come up in you know in the the really simple sense of like you know they've launched a program and then they don't want to answer their dms you know Mm. or they don't want to to show up and be on camera suddenly you know they're they're always doing it usually but then as soon as they launch something they're like no 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 I want to I'm going inwards I need to rest you know Mm. and obviously rest is important but it's understanding that sometimes it is just you sabotaging yourself you know not asking for support when you need it and I see that so much of the time when they they come to work with me that we're we're in the midst of scaling their business but then as soon as they're right on the edge they're like no I want to quit I'm going to go back to my nine to five this just isn't working anymore (laughs) Uh, and um as far as limiting beliefs go you know I think that some people say that you know it it depends where you are in your journey whether you're at the start of business or, or further along But actually, I believe that it's the same reoccurring belief or thought or thing that's impacting you. It's just that it's got like a sparkly new outfit sometimes. And Mm -hmm. it just it's the same thing that pops up, but just in a new way, you know. And, you know, whether it's a case of, you know, whatever you don't heal or have the awareness of that limitation it's in your mind, you know, it's going to follow you until you're ready to, to face it, you know, and I see that women, women find it really difficult to receive money, you know, and it usually shows up as money, but also in other ways, you know, receiving support, receiving from other people, you know, and how you receive in general, the compliments, the goodness, the support underneath that, it's usually a feeling of not enough, you know, not Mm. feeling good enough, not feeling smart enough. And I think the the thing to remember with any kind of limiting belief is to really, like, really understand that it's not real. And I know, I, I know that it feels really real. 
but it is just your subconscious trying to keep you safe, trying to to keep you from getting hurt. And that's, you know, obviously where the self-sabotage comes in. You know, it doesn't want you to experience <laughs> that thing you experienced when you were five years old. But, you know, you said it beautifully before, you know, when you have that awareness, but also that that compassion, that love for yourself that like this is the thing that's coming up or, you know, this is the belief or this is the, the behavior of the self-sabotage. You know, you can really transform whatever that that belief is so that, you know, you can really move on and obviously with something like hypnotherapy it's so much faster because you've got that direct access to your subconscious you know you can reassure you can make it safe but it's possible to make these changes even on your own you know to make quick changes to even the most like long-held belief I love that and I'm literally like everything you're saying I'm just like resonating with so much Um, an example would be that when I started opening the center, the money thing, the receiving, mm. the even down to, I would a few times if I felt like, because because I'm a healer, sometimes if the client's really closed off, I can't do as much as what I would like mm-hmm. compared to somebody who's super open. So yeah. sometimes it's very challenging. And instead of me being like to the client afterwards, like, oh, you know, you were blocked in these areas, which kind of created a bit of resistance, but like, well, you know, whatever, whatever. I'll then be like, oh, if I give them, because I've got a little store in the front of the center, I'm like, if I give them a wellness pack, then that will kind of op- overcompensate for me, you know, maybe not tapping into all of their stuff as much. And it's so interesting that you bring that up and because I've been thinking lately like where's this kind of coming from what is this about like why is there such you know a weird energy around the money and even lately I really want to up my pricing because I've studied a lot more and what I have to offer is of a lot more value so I really want to Okay, good. We're all back. We had a little bit of a technical issue where we dropped out, but we're all back now. Um, so I was just chatting about um, where what Sarah just shared with us around the blockages with money and women, especially receiving. And I was saying that sometimes my sort of resistance to accepting money, even if I don't feel like the session was as amazing as it could have been, um, I then sometimes, because I've got a little um store in the front of the center and so I'll be like oh I'll just give the client like a wellness pack at the end of the session for free because then that like overcompensates for me not feeling like I did a good job whereas I did everything yeah. you know air quotes right it was just one of those sessions where the client wasn't in the best headspace mm-hmm. you know their mind was busy so they didn't open up and even yeah. down to recently I've done a lot more studies and so my healing sessions are of a lot more value but I have such a resistance around increasing Mm. the pricing but I know that for my own energy exchange I really need to because I'm channeling really hard which is very draining so then I'm reducing the amount of clients I have in a day Mm. to make sure I'm not spreading myself too thin but there's such Mm -hmm. a weird energy I'm like oh I'll do it the first of March that's come and gone I'm like okay first of April and like even before our call (laughs) I was like doing my like business stuff and I was like okay we really need to get over whatever this thing is because you need to value your own (laughs) money and you know accept that you have stuff to offer 
Hello my loves, I am interrupting this episode to share my beautiful membership with you. I've created a membership called Mindful Not Mindful and this is for the soul that is ready to do a deep dive into their healing. So each and every month you will get access to an online portal and each month we will dive into a specific topic to do with spirituality or wellness. Then within that month you have a video all about that specific topic then you have a month's worth of content to go through at your own pace so this could be breath work meditation sound healing journal prompts somatic release online or virtual reiki plus so so much more In addition to that, you also get access to an online community of soul sisters that will hype you up and be there to support you during your lowest. The best thing about this membership is you get to do it all at your own pace from the comfort of your own home. Plus, it's less than $3 a day to join the membership and you can cancel any time. If you're feeling the pull, I would absolutely love for you to join this really potent and beautiful membership all of the details and the link to sign up is in the show notes or if you have any questions send me a dm on instagram i really hope that you're enjoying this episode and i hope to see you in the membership okay back to the show yeah you know i find it was so many of my clients the receiving money or charging aligned prices comes up so 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 much And I think like it doesn't matter what the prices are when you make that next little jump for you, it can bring up so much. And it's so funny, like even just the smallest difference between what you're charging and what you want to charge, you know, it doesn't have to be a big jump that actually like it brings up so much resistance, right? You know, and as you said, then you were like, you know, it's going to be on the 1st of March. No, you know what? It'll be on the 1st of April. (laughs) You know, and I think that like, and this is something that comes up with all my clients. And I'm like, really, like, what, what is the thing? Like, what is that deep feeling of like, when you think of putting your prices up? Like, what do you believe that other people are going to think about you? Like, what are you making that mean about you? Because at the end of the day, like, you are holding such a big space. And we both know, like, when you're working with people in such a deep way, you know, you can't see clients back to back, you know, I don't have like 10 clients every day, because it just doesn't work for me, you know, that the amount that, that I put into a session, I really do need so much space in between. So having that aligned prices is so, so important. And I think that, you know, I, I, I do think it comes up more so with women, you know, when I speak to my, my partner, he's like, what are you on about? What do you mean? Just charge put the prices up it doesn't matter like I think men just have a and I don't want to blanket you know not of course all men but like I think men in general find it so much easier to to, I think women connect it to their worth and especially as healers Mm. there's so much judgment like you're a healer you're helping people therefore you shouldn't charge these prices but actually I think you're helping people so much more and I know that from from my clients that actually you know, if you've got a price that that stretches the edge of their comfort zone, that actually they get so much from the session, you know, and it again, it doesn't matter what the price is, but if for them, it's just like a throwaway amount or like, hey, that's what I normally spend on coffee. It doesn't matter if it doesn't work, whatever. 
Whereas if they're like, mm. oh, actually, this is an investment in myself, you know, they show up differently. They show up like <laughs> ready and like, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to get as much as I can from this session. I'm going to show up in my best way to this session. I think that that sometimes the both of you actually show up differently because it's at that aligned price point. That's so true and literally like light bulb moment as you're speaking because yeah I've held like free events or like when I first opened my sessions were so cheap like ridiculously cheap didn't even probably cover like the cost of the electricity (laughs) or my rent or anything and so people would yeah would just sort of come they'd maybe just like nap or you know whatever or you like Uh, yeah I can completely understand what you're saying about people show up differently as well and I find Mm. yeah my energy changes it's like very similar to when and I think it has a very similar for me energy behind it when people are late or when people cancel like last minute not for like a genuine reason it makes me really annoyed because like you said it's like our heart and soul in the business so when people yeah it's just so true like like my brain's ticking at the moment because it's such a similar (laughs) energy because then my energy changes because I think oh you're not valuing my my Mm. time my effort and I think like I'm sure it's very similar for you people think it's just you know your one hour or your two hour session but there's so much behind the scenes of like us getting centered and for me like I have to cleanse the space and with COVID and everything Mm. you know you have to change the sheets and sanitize everything so it's like so much work so sure the clients have their hour session but for me it's you know probably about 30 minutes either side of that session just to completely cleanse and yeah create the space for the next person yeah 100 percent. and I think that when people you know obviously things happen people run late or they forget appointments like you know we are all human but I think that if it's a consistent thing it's like where are you showing out where, where else in your life are you showing up like that and I think you're right that you know, and I was told by my mentor when I first started, like, never do a free session because it just doesn't work. You know, your subconscious mm. needs to be invested, whatever that is, even if it's just even if it's a massage, you know, you need to be invested in in the thing, in the practice, in the modality so that actually like you're there, you're showing up, you want these changes to take place. Mm, that's so true and going back to a point you made as well um which really resonated was about how because we're helping people we shouldn't really be charging and I Mm. think that's so interesting because I've had a few comments here and there um from people who because I work a corporate job two days a week just because of COVID it's like a little bit scary to fully you know open Mm -hmm. and quit my nine to five um and I've got people in that who are completely closed off to spirituality yeah and um they are saying they say comments to me like oh you'd be raking it in now that COVID's Mm. hit because there's all of these people that you know are having bad mental health days and like little comments like that and then that makes me feel guilty like they're almost implying that like I'm preying on the vulnerable which Mm. isn't obviously the case and like my logical mind knows that but like for a little bit you do think oh, like, is it okay what I'm doing? And I still offer, like, I have every second month I hold, like, women's circles for free where people can, like, women especially can come and connect with like-minded people. And I have, like, every couple of months, like, I'll do, like, a free offering and stuff like that. So I try my best because I think that 
some people don't genuinely have the funds and if Mm. I have the abundance to do that then I will but you still have that time where you think oh am I like you know what I mean it's just a very yeah interesting energy for sure yeah absolutely and I think that there's so much still in society of like you're a woman like you're a woman like you should you should just help people or like you're a healer you should just Mm. be doing this and like like you say that the comments sometimes of you know taking advantage of people and you know I think it's funny that there's you know I've also heard these comments however I've taken it in a different way and I think that this is a really good example of like how we can both hear something but actually when there's already a belief or a a previous experience that's like that's settled within you it will impact you and you'll hear things in such a different way to someone else Mm. because of those previous things that you're like oh like should I be doing more free stuff should I be like offering other things and I, I think it's beautiful so beautiful that there are things that are so accessible to people if they don't have the funds or the means to do it but I also think that it's such a you know, almost like a healer's wound of like, I'm here to do because I have these beautiful Mm. gifts, I must share abundantly with people, I must, you know, like help people, because I'm here for so much good. Whereas people are, you know, spending more on coffee, they're spending more on getting their hair done and getting their nails done and other Mm. things that are making them, yes, feel good. But actually, I think that it's important for people to understand that like making that investment in themselves, because they are worthy of that investment, you know, that they're worthy of spending Mm. that money on themselves to make themselves feel better rather than that quick fix of like getting your hair done don't get me wrong I love doing that too but you know like something that (laughs) you know they came to work with you would actually make themselves feel better for a lot longer (laughs) I love that that's so true like I get some clients sometimes that yeah think that they're gonna lie on the bed for an hour get up and feel like a million bucks or they do Mm. and then they don't see me for like a month or two months and then they come back and they're like I feel really bad again and I'm like well did you do you know your meditations and your cleansing and you're like this and that and they're like well no because I felt okay and I'm like yeah you know (laughs) I can't do it all for you like of course I can clear you out but you've got to keep the healing going in between your sessions so yeah I find that really funny as well (laughs) Yeah, you know, and this goes back to that responsibility of like, you know, leading yourself, guiding yourself, like seeking that support, like going to see you, going to see someone else when they need it. But actually like understanding that just because you feel good doesn't mean like, ah, screw it. I'm not going to do anything (laughs) for months and I'll be fine. (laughs) You know, it's it's keeping up with that consistency because, you know, if it feels good. Don't you want to mm. just like feel good all the time? Like if you get ac- if you can have access to that, <laughs> like that's what I always think. <laughs> that's so true. Oh, I love talking to you about things because, like I said, I'm literally like I feel like after this, when I'm editing, I need to like re-listen to it and like really integrate everything you're saying because it's so spot on to like how I feel and what I'm experiencing like in my business and with certain people um I would love to shift the gears just a little bit and I want to um chat about um because I saw in your work that you do a lot around ancestral connections and Mm. I love that because for me that kind of gets more into like the woo-woo sort of stuff which I love Mm -hmm. but um for somebody who's potentially never heard about that I would love to know what it is 
Yeah, so this is, um, so inherited trauma. So this is where, you know, I said earlier in the episode that I heard someone on a podcast, read their book, and then was like, I need to train with him. So if you haven't heard of Mark Rowland, he's absolutely amazing. Um, Inherited trauma is anything from your parents to grandparents to people who are in your bigger family tree, their experiences, their beliefs, their thoughts getting passed down literally through DNA, passed down through the generations. And if you're someone who's more scientific, who's more logical, believe me, I get it. You can go and check out the scientific studies. There's there's so many studies on this now. They, they have the science to back it up that it's at least three generations. Mark believes it's more like seven generations. So you have to think of all those people in your family tree, whether it's aunts and uncles, if it's grandparents, great-great-grandparents, you know, there's been so much trauma in the world, you know, wars, there's been so many things going on, Mm. that it's understandable that all those experiences do get passed down. And unfortunately, one of the bigger things is a family secret. Family secrets have a way of like Mm. sneaking down, even if no one talks about it, even if you don't even know about it. I find that people have this feeling within them that just doesn't sit right. You know, it's not from their own experiences. It's not from their own memories, but they just have a deep feeling within them of, you know, whatever it is. And actually, when we do dive into their to their family, you know, I've had a client that had never heard of a story before. And when she was back with her family for, for the holidays last year, you know, asked her father more questions. And it turned out that, his grandmother had 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 an experience and when she heard this this story it was like a light bulb going off for her she was like this is exactly what this thing is and you know as you said earlier it doesn't have to be like massive great big things even though I said trauma and and wars it can also be that like families break up and you have to think years ago it was a really big deal if families separated and Mm. and a lot of families then went into poverty it could be that there was a financial trauma someone lost all the money betting it could be that a house got burnt down you know and I'm not saying that these are little things but you know it doesn't have to be something super super um, traumatic for it to be passed down maybe it's just that even all of the women in your lineage didn't work so now you're like oh who, who am I to have my own business? All, all the, the women who came before me, you know, they were they were housewives or they took care of the home or whatever, you know. And I think that mm. it's important to understand maybe what came previously to understand how it can impact you as well. That's so interesting. And as you're speaking again, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, because, for example, my mum was a stay-at-home mum up until, like, working with, like, me in the centre. So, yeah, as you're talking, I'm like, that's probably could be linked to some of my money stuff as well. Is yeah. And my mum has like been a natural healer like her whole life. She's very intuitive, very spiritual. But obviously she did all of that for free. And my mum would have like the neighbour kids over and she was constantly giving to the community. And I think that's yeah. kind of where I get that knack from. But it yeah. probably is a part of me being like, oh, I shouldn't be charging for this. And as yeah. you're talking as well, like I haven't ever really thought about it, but my grandma was adopted 
And so she for a long time didn't know where she came from. And so I can like as we're talking, I can see the effects of that on my dad. And then that inherently through to me as well. Like I always felt this kind of disconnect of not really knowing who I was or kind of feeling like no one really understood me on like a soul level. Mm-hmm. And that's something that like I've worked through and I've learned that like that's okay. Like as long as I'm, you know, I know me, I'm happy with who I am. But like, yeah, I've never really connected the dots until you were just speaking then. And I'm like, that's kind of where that comes from. <laughs> Makes a bit more sense now. You know, and I think that I think to say as well, like it doesn't mean that we have to go out and like find out every single little thing that happened in our family tree. I don't want people to be like, I'm adopted, I don't know anything, you know, how is this gonna help mm. me? Because I think that it's intuitively you know that if there's a feeling or a thought or a belief that you have that just doesn't quite sit right you know that has no quote reason to be there that it's probably something that's Mm. been passed down from you it probably doesn't really belong to you it's not your weight to carry it's not your belief to hold on to and I think a, a big part of my work is is giving people permission to let it go, to to give it back to the person mm. whom they believe it came from, or just letting it go and knowing that it's it's really not yours to carry. I love that. And I think even if we look at the state of society now with everything, even mm. from COVID to yeah. I know we're obviously not directly affected by the war at the moment that's going on, but I know myself and a lot of healers or a lot of people that work in our field are really feeling the energy of that. So, you know, even looking at the effects that that's going to have on our future children and, you know, so on, like you can, that's why I think it is so important that we start the healing now because it's like, I'm not just healing it for me, but obviously I want to have babies in the near future. So I want to be as healed and as cleansed, I guess, as I can be before (laughs) I reproduce. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, for women that do want children, knowing that your eggs are created when you're in the womb of your mother. So like, the the grandmother, if you will, you know, everything that she's experiencing, that that embryo, well, that egg is experiencing everything that she's experiencing. So, you know, especially with things like COVID or, or the things that are going on in other countries right now like we're all we're all picking up on that we're all internalizing that and understanding and trying to process and that means that every part of us as well is also trying to process that and you know I wouldn't be surprised if we're going to see the ripple effects especially of COVID because it is so worldwide for the next few generations impacting so many so many people Mm. That's so true. Yeah. And the first time I ever heard the thing about the eggs, I was like, what? And it really took me a second to like comprehend that. And because I'd never heard it. And I was like, you're joking, but it makes so much sense. Like now Mm. looking back and even like what my mum experienced being pregnant with me, I think that that has like a huge influence on who I am now. And that's definitely stuff that I've worked through previously as well. Mm. Yeah, 100%. So I would love it if we can chat about something that I've experienced personally and also what some of my clients are currently experiencing, and Mm. that is around sister wounds. Mm, Yes, oh, the sisterhood wound. (laughs) Every woman's favourite topic. (laughs) You know, (laughs) and I don't know what schools are like in Australia, but 
Um, so my my breath work um, where I trained believes that you don't become an adult until you're about 25, which I actually think I might agree with. I think maybe until you're like in your mm. early 20s, you know, we're still learning about ourselves. We're still learning about our place in society and, and how to interact and how to be social. And so much stuff goes down in school that I think no matter what happens with you and your girlfriends, that it impacts how you feel and how you resonate with women and how you can, how you interact with women. And I see that this shows up and, you know, especially in business of like, you know, you want to run a group program. Well, how do you feel about calling women in and asking them to be part of your group? How do you feel about supporting women? You know, I have clients that they love to hold women's circles. They love to, to hold space for their clients, but for them to ask support from other women, they don't feel safe doing that for some reason, you know, that they don't feel able to, to connect with women in that way. And I think that, you know, especially, especially as female entrepreneurs or as women, like I think men in general are a bit more breezy. They'll, they'll go for months or maybe years of not speaking and then they'll just, they'll connect again and it'll all be like it was whereas you know with women I think like, mm. you haven't texted me for a month something must be drastically wrong <laughs> <laughs> you know and I think that the, unfortunately because things do happen in high school or or just in earlier life or or in any in any point of time that we become guarded, we become, you know, mm. we, we think that something will maybe happen again, that we'll have the same experience. And this again, it's, it's your subconscious trying to keep you safe, trying to not experience bad feelings again, whatever they were. And, you know, the sisterhood wound can come up in so many different ways in business. But I think the biggest way I see it is people when they do work with women, and they want to create group programs, and there's just a disconnect there, you know, and asking for that support mm. for themselves as well. I think that's how I see it showing up like the most. Yeah, that's so interesting. I've never really thought about it from that perspective. Like I'm always very conscious, like whenever I meet someone, especially a woman, within the first couple seconds of talking to her, I'm like, I love your hair. You look so pretty to be like, I want to be your friend. And it's not something that I consciously do, but I have noticed recently, like as soon as a client walks in, I'm like, I love your dress. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, oh, thank you. But then when it's the other way around and they say to me like, oh, I love your outfit. I'm like, oh, it was $10. Like it was on special. And I really like diminish, like instead of just being like, thank you. Yeah, like I put this on because it makes me feel good. And like, you know, it's so interesting when you do think and that's such small things that I know that I do, like A, to make the other woman I'm talking to feel comfortable. And then, yeah, yeah, I guess, again, to make myself smaller so Mm. that, again, they're comfortable because I don't want to seem like a threat to them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know that. It's so funny that you you bring that example because I think that so many women can resonate with that. You know, you you meet someone even in like a bathroom that you don't you don't know, and you're like, oh, your hair looks so good, or you know, whatever women say when we're in bathrooms together. But then you know, someone <laughs> says that to you. I remember I remember ages ago, someone was like, oh, I really like your hair, and I was like, oh, it needs to be washed. Oh, it doesn't look good at the moment. <laughs> yeah, Sarah, you can just say thank you. Like it's okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that's so true. My brother said to me the other day, he overheard, I can't even think who I was talking to. I think it was like one of my genuine like best friends and with, there's no like, you know, disconnect between mm. us. I don't think anyway, we're very comfortable. But after we were speaking, he turned to me and he said, girls are just so nice to each other he's like I would never get on a call with like my best friend and be like you look so good on the weekend like you know did it and say all these positive things he's like I might just say not sure you know <laughs> and I think it's true <laughs> yeah absolutely you know some uh, a part of my um my breathwork training we had this this practice where I think there was about 10 of us in the group all females apart from my um male instructor and we all had to take turns metaphorically sitting in the circle and everyone had to go around for a minute each and tell that person really nice things about them. So you're sat there for about oh, 10 wow. minutes while everyone said like, you've got a beautiful soul, mm. you're really kind, you've got a nice smile, all of the things. And all that you were allowed to say was thank you. And it was it was a wow. really changing practice yeah because how often do you say do you deflect like you just say do you say oh no 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 mm. you're the one who looks pretty you're the one who's kind you just had to sit there and be able to receive it and it was such a powerful realization that you get to just receive sometimes like yes it's it's amazing to give but sometimes you do just get to receive and allow that goodness in Mm, that's so powerful my instinct when you were speaking I was like oh like yeah. that's what I wanted yeah, to say to that but then I got goosebumps like so once mm. I got beyond like the oh yes. that would be awful and then actually like understood the magic that would happen mm. in that room yeah, yeah. wow I love that yeah. it really was magical um, especially you know we were training together so We'd known each other for a few months, but we didn't we didn't know each other. And by the end of it, we were all in tears. Mm. <laughs> it was yeah, it was it oh. was great. I love that. And I think even linking back to the inner child, like if that was me, I feel like the little me would be inside like, you know, all of this attention and approval and yeah, mm. words of affirmation. I feel like she would just <laughs> explode. <laughs> so I would love to chat about something that I know is very relevant within your business and the work that you do, and it's around why uh, money mindset work is so important and, um, yeah, just kind of how that, like what that looks like for you and your clients. Yeah, money, God, money is connected to everything, I think, is our conversation has gone along even in this episode you can see like where the connection is to money and, and your business and how you feel you know and whether we like it or not money is connected to everything and I think that I think that's because money is something that we all experience you know we all need money to survive in the way that money is set up and I think especially when you have your own business you know how you price your services as you were saying earlier you know like how you receive how you feel receiving payments you know asking for the sell or even investing in yourself in your own support and of course all of the emotions the beliefs underneath all of that you know money is something that I work on with every single client no matter what they come to me having the desire, the goal to work on, money is something that always comes up. And so whether it's directly working on it, you know, whether it's um, increasing their prices, <laughs> charging aligned prices, <laughs> 
you know, uh, you know, feeling good enough for that, feeling worthy of that, or whatever that feeling is underneath, or something indirect. Say they're say they are launching the next round of their group program and they're ready to call in double the amount of clients, you know, we're then increasing their capacity to feel good receiving, to hold more clients, and therefore their income needs to feel good in their nervous system of holding that higher amount and you can see like how money is linked to the entirety of your business and from my work it's about understanding the connections between money and your beliefs and your feelings how you feel in your place in the world you know your family's history your parents your childhood unraveling all of those stories those beliefs and giving yourself permission to to rewrite them, to let go of those old things, because we both know that they aren't serving you anymore. And the next stage of your growth, the next stage of your business needs you to instill a, a new belief system, a new story and, and actually operate from, from that paradigm. Mm, and I love that you're describing it as like a story or like a belief, because from my experience sometimes you feel like it's never going to change like I'm never going to be able to recode my mind or you know change this story that I've been telling myself but the way that you just described it then like it makes it sound really achievable to change the way that you've been showing up in your business yeah 100% and I think that you know my example earlier of like trick-or-treating and asking for money you know, it shows that it is a story. It is it is a memory that's been unfolding and I've been retelling myself for <clears throat> a few years. <laughs> Won't say how many. <laughs> but, you know, it's something that has been there for a while, but it is just a story. It is just something that you mm. are retelling yourself and retelling yourself. And, you know, just because it is something that's been there for a while doesn't mean that you can't always choose something else. That like you're always the one who is in control of your thoughts as much as it might, you might not want to believe it, but I think actually it gives you so much power back, understanding that every time you have a thought that you get to choose something different. Yes, it may take a while, but it's all practice. It's just practice of choosing a different way of believing. I love that because often we feel powerless when Mm -hmm. we, you know, sort of realize that it's maybe ourselves and our beliefs that have created like this little bit of a mess within our lives. Mm -hmm. So I think for you to like, you know, flip the script and like, yeah, make it seem like something that's actually really, really powerful. I think that changes everything. Yeah. And I think it's important for people to, to know that, you know, that you get to take your power back, that it's not something that's just, well, you know, it's in you now, it's been there for a while, you just have to put up with it and and get on with things. Like, Mm. it doesn't matter how old you are, it doesn't matter how long this belief is, it doesn't matter how much you believe it's, it's really, really deep. And there's no way it could ever change that you always get to change, you always get to choose something different. Mm, I love that. That's amazing. I would love to know now as well what the biggest mistakes you see with new business owners or entrepreneurs that they don't just keep <laughs> going I think the mm. you know uh, you know that comment that you said earlier it's so easy for for family members for friends who people don't um 
who wouldn't put themselves out there in the way that we do to make comments, to think that they're coming from a really loving, helpful place. <laughs> Not always the case. And I see <laughs> so many new entrepreneurs, especially, and amazing, amazing women lose their confidence and lose their self-belief because mm. of that comment, because they hear a no or you know, because something's uncomfortable, which I totally get, but you need that deep self-belief. You know, when my father mm -hmm. started his business, he pivoted after a couple of years and he did something that like no one else was doing. Apparently everyone around him was like, you're crazy. Why are you doing that? It's never going to make you money, you know, and years passed. And they all ended up doing the same thing as him, <laughs> you know? Oh, and wow. Think, yeah, right? And I think when you truly believe in yourself, when you, I know, and I know it's hard to to maybe, and I don't want to say block, but like not be immersed in those outside influences, you know, just believe in what you're offering, mm. deserve that you, you know, you are good enough, that you've got this. And I think... You know, I think of, mm. I always think of like that fish story, like just keep swimming, like just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Dory out of the whole Let movie. I think too. Dory's the best. <laughs> I um, really resonated with what you said around, because in my experience personally, it's always those people that have a lot of opinions and a lot to say who are potentially not living in alignment with you know their higher self or living up to their potential and it's very true like I know they're saying like hurt people hurt people healed people mm. heal people and I find that like some truth in that when it comes to my experience and something that I've had to really really do because I'm like a recovering people pleaser and you know mm. I take on a lot of what people say so I try and look at them and I first of all say I like speak to my inner child that's like the first thing mm. I do like it's okay like take a breath like you are safe yeah. like being safe is like a big thing for me because to my mm. nervous system when someone spits like a bit of venom at me I'm like I'm gonna die and I'm like you're yeah. not gonna die like they're just voicing <laughs> their opinion and then I say to myself like look at their life you know mm. is the way that they're showing up in their life like their career or like their decisions is that something that is in alignment with you and like your life and the way that you want to show up and I personally like channel my higher self like every day I try and you know be a little bit of a better person than I was yesterday mm. and so I look at them and I think are they living the life that I would want to live and nine times out of ten the answer is no then mm. I just say like you know, if they need to vent and get their opinion off their chest, I'm just going to like, like you said, like try my best to block it out and just let it flow freely. And then if the answer is yes, like they are living, you know, for example, say if it was someone like yourself who was giving me like feedback, obviously it wouldn't be in the same way that they're doing it because <laughs> you're not. a nice person. <laughs> <laughs> but I would you know then think okay yes like Sarah is living in alignment with like my values and everything and then I would just then sort of like sit with it integrate it and then see if I want to take the feedback on board yeah. but I think like it was a real like a real pivotal moment in my healing like first of all acknowledging like the feelings that were coming up from my inner child but then mm -hmm. also looking at that other person and thinking we don't actually have to take on board everything that yeah someone has said and like for me personally the people that give me this like feedback mm. 
are always like older people. And so then my mm. inner child's like, oh, they're older than you because that's like a big belief that I've been working through. So I'm only 24. I opened the center at 23. So right. people used to always say to me like, oh, you're so young, mm. like to be running a business. And they use that as my like weakness or like, yeah. you know, I internalize that as a weakness. Mm-hmm. So like a big thing for me is like recoding that being young and already like, you know, finding my passion is a yeah. like superpower for me because yeah. I've got so many years to really like, you know, get down and gritty with it and like mm. really harness all of the power. Yeah. I love that. You know, and I think that understanding that those comments are their own projections, like their own limiting mm. beliefs, their own limitations, that they're projecting that onto you of what they believe. And, you know, they're kind of they're judging themselves a little bit because they wouldn't ever put themselves out there. They wouldn't have the the confidence, the the belief in themselves to do that. And so a little part of them, unfortunately, is judging themselves and then projecting that onto you. And it's it's a bit sad, really, for me to, to think that people mm. are in such out of alignment of, of where they could be doing and the only way they can settle themselves and feel better about it is to project onto other people but I think you're right that I would the only people I would take that from the people that I would take advice from I would also take the feedback from but if I is not someone that I would go to for advice Mm. then they can keep their feedback to themselves (laughs) I love that that's a really good way of looking at it as well yeah wow and I feel like you've already shared like a lot of wisdom and kind of already covered this answer, but what's some like kind of simple or like quick advice that you would give to someone who's like, okay, like I'm at the stage where I really want to up-level my business? Mm -hmm. I think just remind yourself how capable you are because things are going to be uncomfortable sometimes you know whether it's just being seen or the comments or whatever it is but I think reminding yourself how capable you are and I think the biggest thing for me was remembering that people that you have no idea even exist are inspired by you you know your name is being said in rooms Mm. that you have no idea about people are lurking on your posts they're resonating with what you're saying they're maybe not commenting (laughs) they're just they're just being sneaky but you know like understanding (laughs) that you are so capable and people are already being inspired by you and I guess you know just just keep going knowing like trusting yourself and having that belief in yourself so that you can show up for you Mm -hmm. I think that's the most important thing Oh, I love that so much. I actually got like a little bit teary when you were saying that. So I feel like my inner child was like needed that. And it's so true because I've had like countless people say to me, like, I really loved this post that you did or like, I love that podcast, but like they either don't like it or comment, like you said, so like you're not aware of it. Or sometimes like with the podcast, you don't know who's listening. So sometimes Mm -hmm. like if I'm doing a solo podcast or showing up on my stories, you're like, does anyone even care about this? Like, am I just rambling to like nothing? And then you get (laughs) feedback like that and you're like, wow, like I maybe don't need all of the recognition or the confirmation, you know, it's happening regardless. Yeah, I completely agree. And you know what? It's funny you say that because I think every single client that's come to work with me one-to-one, 
they've never once commented on one of my posts. They've never once like outwardly, you know, shown and they've just like popped up out of nowhere and then been like, I've watched all of your lives. They're so good. Or I always watch your, like, read your things. I love what you're talking. I've been waiting for months to contact you. And I'm like, oh, where did you come from? Hello. (laughs) Oh, I love that. That's really beautiful. Like, part of me that, like, really frustrates me because I'm like, like my content or, you know, like, give me some, like, engagement. But, like, that's amazing. I yeah because I always look at like yeah who's looking and yeah but no obviously yeah. they do it their way I love that <laughs> yeah people love to um, so I yeah they do no people do it's funny because my website um I get like notifications like you don't know who it is but they just say where right. they are in the world mm-hmm. and like sometimes it'll be like the suburbs that I'm in so like if I'm at the center like it'll pop up saying someone in Sterling and I kind of look around I'm like who's lurking on my page <laughs> You know, for me, it's always like the most bizarre countries. And I'm like, how does someone over there know who I am? It's obviously like social media, you know, whatever. But I'm like, oh, this is so cool. I'm in like, I'm in this country. Yes, I love that. Yeah, that happens to me sometimes too. But I'm really bad with that kind of thing. I'm like, where's this? Like, what country is this? And like everyone around me is like, how do you not know? It's what Google's for. Oh, it's. Yeah, exactly. But no, honestly, this conversation, like, I feel as if I need to, like, log off of this. I, like, want to do, like, an inner child healing. I'm probably going to go and, like, do your hypnotherapy in OA again. And I feel like I'm, like, ready to, like, spend an all-nighter, like, fixing my business. You've really motivated me. It's just Aww. even through this podcast episode, like, it's been beautiful. Um, but I would love to... Like- Sorry, just like creating that awareness for people, you know, it doesn't have to be something huge, Mm -hmm. but just having that little shift in perspective, I think is something sometimes like all we need. Yeah, that's so true. And I would love to know just quickly some of your offerings that you've got going at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. So all of my offerings are like bespoke one-to-one mentoring. So you can come work with me for three plus months. It's everything to do with business and mindset. So whether that's money, the sisterhood wound, it's launching, it's all of the the businessy things. And, you know, I work with established entrepreneurs who are hoping to that desire to scale to their next level of impact and income, whatever that is for them. But if you're not ready to to go to go to the, the depths with me, you can just dip your toe. And at the moment, I'm also doing um, it's called the money intensive. And it's like three sessions. It's short and sweet. And as the name suggests, it's just diving into your money beliefs, transforming them so you can, you know, charge those aligned prices to to feel really good receiving money or increasing your capacity. And yeah, you can find me on Instagram. It's just I am underscore Sarah Hunter. I'm trying my best on TikTok. So please, you can go and look, but don't judge. I'm still learning. <laughs> and, and oh, my I love that. I'm going to go stalk you after this. Oh, no. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I'm like obsessed with TikTok because oh. obviously Instagram, like I love the reels and everything. But when I watch reels, I'm like, oh, I could make this or like I could do that. So Instagram is very businessy, whereas TikTok yeah. is like my switch off, like yes. personal thing. So I'm yeah. going to stalk you tonight when I'm in bed. <laughs> that sounds weird, but like. <laughs> Be one of the lurkers. <laughs> I will. I'm going to be a lurker tonight. (laughs) Oh, it's just been so beautiful to meet you. Like from like your Instagram, which by the way, I'm loving all of your content. I feel like since you really like switched to helping like entrepreneurs, your content has just been like incredible. I really love your feed. Um, But like just being in your energy like I knew I was really looking forward to this podcast episode because I just knew it was going to be beautiful but as I said I feel like you've just like gave me like a reset and like put a rocket up my bum basically like I feel very (laughs) motivated to yeah work on my business so thank you I can't thank you enough for giving up your morning and being here with us oh you're so welcome thank you so much for for having me and I hope that this conversation maybe shifted people's perspective or awareness and I'm so glad my uh, my Aries energy <laughs> was able to to give you a little kick <laughs> <laughs> I love that and I will pop all of your details in the show notes for anyone that wants to connect with you and I yeah suggest to everyone to follow you on Instagram because your content you share so much value in that Oh, thank you so much, lovely. I really appreciate your time today. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed creating it. Remember that you can't rewrite your past, you can only recode your future. If you want more information on the work I do, please visit my website, www.atouchofclarity.com.au or come over to my Instagram at a touch of clarity. Please remember to subscribe and write a review as it means so much to me. Have a beautiful day and I really hope that we connect again soon.